welcome. This is Lou Guadagnino. And this is Marilyn Guadagnino. Welcome to the Living Stress-Free Podcast. <laughs> From Rochester, New York, on the edge of America. On the edge of America. You caught me drinking my, getting my wine. <laughs> <laughs> I was slow to the draw. Slow to the draw. We miss you guys. We haven't been here in a while. And because of the pandemic, because of coronavirus, you know, everything's been a little different than usual. <laughs> I think you'd all agree with us with that one. A little different, yeah. So uh, just trying to get used to a new routine. And um, uh, to be honest with you, work for me has been a very, very busy, busier than normal because I work in mental health. And when you work for the Department of Psychiatry the, um, <laughs> through U of R, it's, it's extra busy right now as well as um, seeing my private patients. So um, been taking me a while to get back on my routine, but well, I think I'm there now. You have a new routine, so. Yeah, yeah. Working from home. Yes, that's the whole difference right there. Four out of five days. We do go in one day a week, therapists over at my department, but um, the rest of the week I'm home, which has been great. It's been glorious. Yeah, I hate to say that, but it's really true. <laughs> I actually have time to exercise at lunchtime. I, we have nice um, home-cooked food more often. Um, be with the dogs. It's been great. It's great yeah, to see it's you. it's great having you around Luigi, all the time. it's great to see you Well, it makes you, you know, it makes you think about a lot of things in a different way. Uh, I read something that the CEO of Zoom, because everybody's using Zoom now. You and I have been using it for a while. Yes. So, trailblazers um, we are. Yeah, trailblazers <laughs> we are. Zoom blazers we are. And, um, you know, but he was saying that, and I think this is absolutely true, that businesses are going to have to take a second look at how they meet with people, uh, how much, you know, brick and mortar is really necessary. Mm -hmm. uh, you know how I felt for a long time. Many people feel that video is somehow impersonal, and I don't feel that way at You've all. You've always said that. Yeah, I just don't. I don't. I, don't, I think that, um, you know, it is nice to be in somebody's physical presence, but, you know, when you're working with somebody, um, sometimes when you're healing emotions, it could be important to be in person. But a lot of times, because I, I do life coaching, I do counseling, so I work with people on their goals. Right. So whether we are together in the same room or not, I think it's kind of different than being with a counselor. So, mm -hmm. so for me, there hasn't been really any transition. And I, I agree with the CEO um, who, who's saying that, you know, that this is going to change the future. And it is. Look at your job, for instance. I mean, I don't want to talk about your job specifically, where mm -hmm. you work, but just, let's say, mental health um, therapists in general. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how many times can they be in contact with people uh, using Zoom uh, or telephone or other things? And, you know, how, how many buildings are currently being rented and used and all the energy costs and stuff that really are not needed and, right you know and and really is is that much lost from it i'm not saying i have the answers to that but mm -hmm. i i think those are good questions well it is going to change the face of how we do mental health i believe because you know i was unlike you i was a little resistant to using zoom i um always felt like i much prefer being in person with people and i still do i still do think if you're doing counseling and therapy, being in person is mm -hmm. the best, but mm -hmm. the best isn't always possible. And um, I've gotten used to using Zoom now, and so have my clients, and I, I don't mind it at all. I don't mind it at all. Well, ask yourself, let me ask yourself a question. If you were going to be seeing a counselor or a therapist, mm -hmm. you know, would you rather see 
the therapist that you really think is going to help you on Zoom or a mediocre therapist that you feel probably is not going to help you look you want in the long run in person? Oh, I always go for the the one that's going to help me the most. Absolutely. Well, so that, so to mm-hmm. me, that's, that means a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's getting used to Zoom. Yes. And it's opening up a whole new world. Um, I remember when Skype first was being used. Right. I was, I mean, I'm going to, true confessions, I was afraid of Skype. I was uh, <laughs> just really, uh, I had a phobia. I was really, we have a friend in um, England. Hi, Karen, if you're listening. And um, when Karen moved back to England, I remember we talked about, we can Skype together. And, and I never did because I, I was you know, I had, I had this fear of Skype. Yeah, you were. And then I never used Skype, actually, never, ever used it. And um, and then even when we the iPhones turned to FaceTime, right? I didn't even like using FaceTime with people. You and I FaceTimed, but right. that I was, a, well, <laughs> just, we're I was uncomfortable using it. <laughs> but with Zoom and um, it being used for business, I'm used to it and I like it. Yeah, and now see. I want to use it. Socially. So that's the thing is that it, that's what I find fascinating is that this could really shift things. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, it makes us see things in a new way. Mm-hmm. It makes us do find, find new solutions to problems. Mm-hmm. And um, it changes things. It, you know, I find that fascinating. Yes, it is fascinating. So we wanted to um, take a little time today to chat about um, the effects of this pandemic on people. COVID-19 restrictions, shelter in place, and... Um, shelter in place is the big one. Yeah, and um, I've noticed from my own life and people I'm working with, and I think, Lou, you have to agree with people you're working with, um, I'm noticing three different results happening because of the shelter in place. Um, number one, you've got people that are working, especially healthcare workers, that are super busy and um, don't actually have much time except their job. Um, number two you have people that are actually doing okay with not working at the moment or working at home and they're able to have time to do different things and they're actually handling it quite well. And third, you've got the board, the board people that are going stir crazy. And that's actually the group that we wanted to address today in this podcast. So um, have you noticed some of your people that you've been working with Complaining well, not, that, not just people I work with. What I've noticed is that people are just, they can't take it. People mm-hmm. can't take it. And um, the shelter in place is just, it's its not the shelter in place. I mean, people go on about the civil rights and stuff like that. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I just think that people can't stand to be alone with themselves. And mm-hmm. it drives them crazy. I mm-hmm. mean, I, you know, I love Bill Maher. Bill Maher is one of the people I love. But, you know, I, we've been watching him from his home. Right. You know, and he's, right. he's going to do himself in if he doesn't get out to a restaurant <laughs> soon. You know, and, and I mean, I kind of understand that mentality to a certain degree, but I really don't um, to the degree. It seems that people just cannot find anything to do yeah. with themselves. And I, you know, me, I don't relate to that at all. I mean, no. I have no, no idea what they're talking about. No, we've always been uh, needed more time to do all of yeah, our interests. Yeah, there's things. so much stuff to do. What what Lou's referring to with Bill Maher is his real time that he does every right, week. Right, I'm yeah, sorry. He's yeah. been he's been doing that from his home, but you know, yeah, I, I mean, you hear it a lot on media, on social media, on television, that people are celebrities. 
famous people, people, all kinds of people are having trouble with this stir crazy, going stir crazy. So yeah. we wanted to introduce our idea of skill-based leisure. We believe the antidote is skill-based leisure. And what is this? So first, let's talk about discretionary time. Now, discretionary time is time when you have a choice of what to do. And if you're not working right now, you, all day long, you have a choice of <laughs> what to do. So right. you've got a lot of discretionary time. <laughs> and, um, and if you look up the definition of what leisure time is, leisure is what you do during your discretionary time. So we're talking about... Anything, really. Yeah, yeah. So skill-based leisure is what we wanted to introduce. Now, here's the problem that is infiltrating society right now. We have a result-oriented society, you know? What did you say? Like, everybody's Absolutely. looking, whatever you do, you're looking for some end result. Absolutely. And, you know, just think about it. Anything that is promoted a lot now, or do this, or well, exercise is a great example, you know, exercise. Mm -hmm. You rarely hear people talk about exercise just for the sake of feeling your body move. It's usually, okay, exercise because I want to lose this amount of weight. Or I want to achieve this ability to run a marathon. Well, when was the last time you heard anybody describe a bicycle ride as the wind was blowing through my hair, you know? Exactly. Nobody feels, yeah. everybody's on there like counting the, the pedals, you know, how many times mm -hmm. they've how many miles they've gone, everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, even yoga that started out, Completely. hatha yoga, you started out this way. It's about feeling your body and these asanas has turned into not all yoga it's but a marathon. some some it's a marathon. some yoga out there is yeah can you do this can you hold this position for right. you know at least 5 minutes or whatever and and even though you're struggling with it so it's always, it's very achievement oriented result oriented right. society so the idea of um, skill based leisure is what we mean by um, what we mean by that is learning how to do practices that have no end result so what's a practice? Well, they have no permanent end result. Yeah. For instance, gardening. You do have end results, but at the same time, they're not permanent. You're, you're, you could have great roses one year and the next year not so good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's endless in the sense that mm -hmm. a practice is something that you do endlessly without ever getting, you, know, you don't get a gold medal for it. You, right. You don't right. get a bonus pay for it. Right. I know Lou and I have talked a lot about practices and how the importance of doing your practices, but I don't think we've ever really mentioned what we mean by practice. So if you look up, I found this great definition in the Oxford Dictionary. A practice is the actual application or use of an idea, belief, or method as opposed to theories relating to it. It's an action rather than a thought or idea. And yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, and I don't think we ever like actually stated what a practice is, but that's what we're talking about. It's not this, okay, I understand this concept. All right, done with that. Let me move on to learn something else they understand. That's very different than practices. Well, and I th let me just kind of connect this with what's going on today because I think it's mm -hmm. really important. Um, I think people are going stir crazy, f um, you know, cabin fever because everything that everybody does nowadays is, as you said, it's for a result. Mm -hmm. You know, I have this thing I want or I have this problem and this is going to solve it or this is going to give me what I want and that's it, on to the next thing. Exactly. Okay, so that's it. People don't really have things like learning to play the piano just to learn to play mm -hmm. the piano, not for a career, not mm -hmm. to become the next great pianist, or just to play mm -hmm. the piano, or people don't garden 
mm-hmm. without an achievement in mind, like I'm going to make money by selling these flowers, you know. People don't garden just to practice and learn gardening. And meditation, of course, which mm-hmm. we often suggest mm-hmm. to people, is a, an endless practice. There's no, you know, there's no diploma. There's no certificate. There's no, you know, it's an endless practice. And people don't have those kinds of activities in their life anymore, which I think that they had for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it, it makes people stir-crazy. And if they don't have the activities, the other side is they do have them, but they're not looking at the activity with that mindset. Yes. For example, cooking. Yes. Cooking is a great way to look at it. You can just cook because I have to eat. I have to create something. I'm just going to follow this recipe. Okay, I completed it. I'm going to eat. That's one way of cooking. And then there's seeing cooking as an art form, seeing it as the process of cooking is forever creative and interesting. And it's, and it's, it, it's never going to end because well, we're going to have to keep cooking for Well, ourselves. that's an interesting question to me, mm-hmm. though. Why does that happen to some people? For instance, almost everybody begins cooking because they have to. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they get to the point in their life where they say, you know, I can't afford to be buying at restaurants every day. Right. And so I have to learn at least to scramble right. an egg or whatever it is that they decide <laughs> to do. But then there's people who, who transition from that into really getting into cooking and saying, wow, this is really a subtle process. This is really interesting. They get very inspired about it. So... So my question is, is, is A, what makes people go, and I'm not suggesting we can answer that today, but you know, what makes people go from, I have to cook, to, wow, this is really inspiring. That's an interesting question. A practice. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that's even more important is, is the way we see life in our current worldview, mm-hmm. okay, in 2020 America, let's say, does that actually prevent people from ever getting from I have to learn how to fry an egg to survive and get through college to wow this is really interesting mm-hmm. you know tarragon and eggs really makes it very <laughs> different you know yeah you know so what yeah, you yeah. know is it that our society doesn't really promote those kinds of um, those kinds of art forms or those kinds of skill based leisure that's a good question and i think part of the answer to that is intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation so if you're an extrinsically motivated person, you're going to always be looking for an outside external result to what you do. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the cooking metaphor, that would be, okay, I finished the meal, it's done. Thank God that's over. I'm going to eat. <laughs> oh, my belly's full now. All right, on to the next thing. Let me look what's on TV now, you know. <laughs> Where the intrinsic person is motivated internally, it's just the, it's the process of doing something that really gets them going. Right. It, it's and um, the more I, I mean, I would beg to the wrong expression. I would dare to say that people that aren't bored right now and not going stir crazy are more of the intrinsically motivated people because it's the process of everything you do all day is interesting to you. It's um your curiosity is constantly there Mm -hmm. and uh, I think if you're a more extrinsically motivated person no judgment here it's just people are born one way or the other I think it's harder it's more difficult for them yeah it does appear that way because I don't I you know my life hasn't really changed that much except for the the you know learning the rituals of 
of social distancing and, and stuff like that. Yeah, obviously, that's taking time and practice on my part. But other than that, you know, my life is pretty much filled up with the same stuff it always is. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and I love it. I mean, I, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get bored, I guess, is what happens mm-hmm. to me. When I talk to other people, um, they get really bored. Some of the people I talked to really, really frustrated and bored. You know? Yeah, and you and I have that in common. <clears throat> I don't get bored either. No, you don't. And um, somebody, want, I wish I remember who, but somebody once said years and years ago in my life, there's there's no such thing as boredom, that, that boredom's a choice. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if you think about it, what makes a person bored is that their mind is focused on somewhere else or something else they want to be doing and they feel they're kind of stuck in their circumstances mm-hmm. right now and they're not embracing what they're doing now their their mind is stuck on what they wish they could be doing that's the that's what um culminates into boredom the other possibility of boredom is when you see something the same way mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again Mm. no matter what mm-hmm. you know so that anything you know we all have done this to ourselves and we've all seen other people do it you know you bring something up and we all act like we already know it yeah exactly you know want to meet a dog dogs I already know about dogs exactly you know, and when you have that kind of attitude that what your past impressions are of anything in life are already concrete solid definite then there's no chance of you learning or seeing anything new or experiencing anything new with the dog or whatever it may be as an example. It's a great example. Yeah, so I guess the secret then is how you see each, really, when it boils down to it, each moment as brand new. But if you can't do each moment as brand new, see each day as brand new, each, each event you do as brand new. I mean, every time you... You look outside the window, it's not the same view as what you saw last time you looked out the window. You may think it is, but if you... <laughs> That's if you, the point. You, you think it is. If you really look, <laughs> the clouds, the sky is going to be slightly different. Everything is going to be different. Yeah, yeah. The positioning of branches and leaves and where, you know, animals, whatever. It is going to be different. So that, I think, is that... That's the key, is, that's the secret, is to start seeing each day as if it is new, brand new. Well, and there are, you know, there are real effects to not being able to entertain yourself, if you want to put it in a very um, simple way. And that's the, you know, there, people are really pushing right now to get rid of social distancing and going out there. You know, this completely against medical science advice and that's all there is to it there's there are no if ands or buts about this Mm -hmm. um and all you know all because we're too restless with ourselves Mm -hmm. you know we're too restless with ourselves and and uh, i know i said this before but i think it's really important gardening let me use gardening as just one (laughs) example Um, but cooking is another great example you know we should all have things in our lives that we're endlessly doing Mm-hmm. you know playing the guitar or whatever I mean it just never ends we never get to the top we never get you know we just keep going we just because these kind of practices what you and I call practices you know this is really something important in life because it really teaches you more than how to learn to play the guitar or how to cook or how to garden it teaches you 
it's a lot more the way life really is. There is no end to life except for the end of life, of course. But I mean, we always are looking for the end of our problems, but there are there is no end to our mm-hmm. problems or we're always looking for the end of something and it never comes, you know, or even if it does come, it's different than we ever imagined. So it, I think it's these practices that people usually have, and I really believe that that it's it's a very short period of time that people have stopped doing things like gardening, et cetera, et cetera. Um, th- it, a certain wisdom is lost. Yes, yes. I, it makes me even think about drawing. Drawing, even if you're not an artist, if you, let's pretend you made drawing a practice, you right. got a piece of paper, a blank piece of paper, and a charcoal pencil or regular pencil or whatever, pastel out every day and just made it a practice for 10 minutes just to put anything on that paper right it's very freeing maybe the first couple of times you did it you'd be like stuck like i don't know what to do i don't i'm, I'm not an artist i don't know what to do right. you'd be afraid but eventually you would break through that fear and you would just create something each day mm-hmm. and it's just something you do for yourself it reminds me of the um the photo challenge that i gave myself I did it. Um, the most recent one was two years ago. I, every day I took a picture of water and I had to go out each day and find water somewhere in the midst of the day and take a picture of a body of water. And sometimes if I couldn't go out, I'd take a picture of a glass of water. Well, I actually have shared that with some of my clients and I have a client right now that's doing it as a practice and she lives out in the country. So she's driving every day, finding a picture of a barn and she's taking a photograph oh, of the great. barn as her photo challenge. Yeah, that's great. So what the example I'm giving here is I'm not a professional photographer. I just enjoy taking photos. And um, the same with this person that's doing it. But it, you don't have to be like amazing at something to do it every day. You can do it just because you enjoy it. Yeah, but you know, there's something that's very important about doing it every day. Mm-hmm. See, people do, I believe do things without results or not looking for results but they only do it for a short period of time and that's not a practice right a practice is when like you you take a photo every single day right i've seen you do this several times in the time that we've known each other right you know 365 photos and one particular thing whether right. it's the lake or whatever it may be that Trees, you're doing it, that's yeah. a practice you know mm-hmm. it's a practice just like meditation or cooking you know cooking is a practice it's like you don't you know sometimes you just hit it so well that you just say wow that's really amazing then other times the same exact dish not so well and there's all these things the ingredients the timing your mood you know mm-hmm. all kinds of things mm-hmm. are into this and that's what I love about practices is that they bring your whole being into um, into play. Mm-hmm. It is coming from inside, outside, where I think some people that are feeling stir-crazy and bored, they're looking to be entertained. Yes. And that's outside that's supposed to change your inside, but you run out of external things to do that after a while. Well, you know, it's funny because the first uh, meditation teacher I ever went to was a Buddhist, a Tibetan Buddhist meditation teacher. And the first thing he said to us, I'll never forget this, is meditation is not entertainment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you practice meditation, once again, you do it every day, whether you feel like doing it or not, Mm -hmm. you'll find out what that statement means. 
you mm-hmm. know it's meditation is is sitting for a, a certain amount of time every day with yourself and experiencing whatever you're thinking feeling and whatever physical sensations are arising at the moment and they believe me they change moment to moment day to day and it's not always a pleasant experience as you know uh, mm-hmm. but that's a practice right See, yeah. that's what makes it a practice yeah. is that you do it even when it's not. you're not getting anything from it and even when you don't even remember why you're doing it anymore, you know? All right. That's All what's right. important. Exactly. Back to the cooking you example. You ride the bull. Yeah, back to the cooking <laughs> example. Some of your meals won't come out great. Right. Or maybe they you'll won't. overcook something or undercook something or burn something. Right. But it's just like meditation. Not every practice. meditation is, is pleasant and wonderful. Yeah. So I guess our main suggestion is to make more of your life a practice while you're home now. And, and I really see this as a silver lining. I, 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 I'm certainly aware of how difficult this time period is for people on so many levels, having so many emotions about it. But there's always something to be learned from everything. There's always something you can gain from the adversity. And I think right now... If people start to make their life more of a practice, then when this shelter in place has ended and life starts to return to normalcy, hopefully that will continue. Well, I can tell you one thing that's going to that's going to continue in my life is how I wash my hands. No, I know <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm not yeah, being facetious. Yeah, yeah. I really mean that. I mean, um, there's a good example for me. Washing my hands is now a practice. Mm-hmm. Before it was like a mindless mm-hmm. thing I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always kind of, you know, big on hygiene kind of stuff because my mom was, you know, suffered terrible tuberculosis. So she came from the ear of the depression. Right. And, and so she really inst- you know, instilled that in all of us. Mm-hmm. Thank God. It was a very good thing for her to do. And um, so I've always been pretty mindful of it, especially, I think, for a guy. But... Um, now I'm really mindful. Right. I didn't know how unmindful I was, how right. I really was not paying. And, it, and the 22nd thing, that's the funny part. The yeah. 22nd thing, that was really helpful for me. Because yeah, yeah. I was whipping through that process. <laughs> you know, whipping through those right. I washed them, but who knows, maybe four seconds. <laughs> You're right. Dr. You're right. Fauci just made me stop. Okay, I'll do it, whatever he says. <laughs> 20 seconds. I'll sing, happy, I'll sing happy birthday, whatever I got to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or one second is the word Mississippi. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. That's three, right. Mississippi, you four, always told me that. Five Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mindful everything is what makes something a practice. Yes. Mindful washing your hands, mindful eating. We have time now to mindfully eat because a lot of people don't have to rush around and go places. So... We hope everybody is hanging in there, yeah. trying to make the best of this time, seeing the silver linings we in it. We know how hard it is. Um, we always send our shout out and our love and gratitude to the healthcare workers. Yes. As well as everybody. Our, yes. That, um, first responders. First responders, you know, as well as people working in grocery stores right now. It's not easy. Not easy. No, it's not easy at all. Mm-hmm. You can tell how uncomfortable many of them feel, and I don't blame them. Yeah. But yeah. so, yeah. The, I mean, that's why, and the health experts have said this, not me, but I really relate to this. You know, it's like 
I know people who refuse to wear a mask, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't, I wear it for other people. I mean, I have no reason to believe I'm sick. I could be sick tomorrow. Everything could change. But right now, it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I could be a carrier and not know it. And, you know, so it's, it's part of our responsibility to each other to me. And I'm going to close. Lou and I watched last night, and I'm, I'm sure some of you saw it too, but if you didn't, the, the wonderful um, special they had on all the networks, um, One World Together at Home was the name of it. Um, oh, yeah. If you didn't catch it, it, all these amazing musicians were performing. And besides the musicians and really great performances, they were sharing a lot of love and support for you know, healthcare workers and other people and bringing attention to some of the areas of this pandemic that we may not be aware of. It was a beautiful special. It was two hours, and I'm sure you can find it easily on YouTube. So check it out. Yeah, and all my love to the healthcare workers out there. Um, I was privileged enough to work in that field uh, during my life, and I can say that people uh, are just, the healthcare workers are very, very, very special people. And we should never take them for granted. Yeah, that's right. So stay safe, everybody. Stay healthy. And um, we'll, we'll chat with you again soon. Soon. Thanks for listening.